0: Coming up, we'll give you our first thoughts and impressions on Tuesday, Chocolate Emporium, and Savory Feast Kitchen at Universal City Lock. Walk. <laughs> Walk. Live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged. <laughs> This is episode 97 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travels. (laughs) Travel. Good Lord. Experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by Rhino Clavin. Hello. In the back on the controls, Oliver Green. Hello. And the reason why I was laughing and slightly nervous. Flustered. And flustered during the intro. Well, the first screw up, that was my fault. The second screw up then was because I was watching a dancing act happen on a computer that's in front of me. And right now, I would love to announce who it is, but... Uh, uh-huh. Whoa. There we go. Oh, you just muted it, Oliver. No, that one.
1: The audio is all breaking up, but I'm seeing hands. And hey, things in front.
0: there we are. There we are. So we are also joined live from Milan, Italy, with uh, Pete Werner.
1: Buenas tardes, everyone. Buenas
0: So... How are you doing, Pete? How's the, how's the trip going so far?
1: So far, so good. Uh, got in here uh, early Tuesday morning after a, a long but very enjoyable flight. And uh, right now I am sitting at a little street side restaurant outside the Park Hyatt in Milan where I'm staying. And uh, it's an absolutely incredible hotel, incredible city. Uh, been doing a lot of walking around the last couple days, doing a lot of shopping. Uh, the last couple of days, so it's really nice. I'm uh, excited because tomorrow starts our Adventures by Disney trip uh, in northern Italy, and uh, really excited to see a lot of those sites, especially around the Alps and yeah. over in Switzerland, so very excited.
0: No, it's, it's very awesome to actually see and hear from you. I know we tried to get you on Tuesday on the, the Disney World show, but... You were busy running around Milan, but, so hopefully maybe next week, but I guess this is a good incentive for people to actually tune into this show for once to, to get the chance to see you. Just that one time. Your
1: audience, your, your audience numbers aren't that bad, correct?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we, we haven't jumped the shark yet, but one day, one day. Uh, so not to bring it down a little bit, but I know a ton of people have been asking on the boards as well as in YouTube comments, everything is okay in Milan from the earthquake in Italy, Correct.
1: Everything is fine. John, Kevin, and I are fine. We are uh, several hundred miles away from that that awful event. Uh, the devastation, though, is it's really uh, really profound. Um, there, I, I think, as of this morning, the death toll was near 300, and the city was pretty much leveled. But yeah, uh, I didn't even know what had happened until I I woke up Wednesday morning, and you know, Facebook and email and everything was kind of going nuts and um, but no we're we're all fine. We're all fine. John and Kevin, I believe John and Kevin are getting in tomorrow. They were on a cruise, uh Mediterranean cruise, so they were nowhere near it. And like I said, Milan is a few hundred miles away from the epicenter of the quake. So we felt nothing here. So but no, we're all good. We're good. All
0: good. No, that's very good to hear. So uh been doing anything of interest that's extremely fun so far?
1: Well, the big the big thing for me, um Right now, has been uh, getting a chance to go see um, Da Vinci's uh, The Last Supper, the, mm. uh, the fresco of The Last Supper, which uh, I—I'll I, tell you, I'm not a—I'm I'm not an art person per se, but um, I'm not one of those people who go to an art gallery and sit there and look at things. I'm too short attention span for that, uh, but. This piece uh, was uh, absolutely breathtaking. It was so beautiful, um, and I mean, you hear about it, and you're kind of thinking of a painting, and it's not. It's the entire wall of this church is this massive, massive fresco, and you're looking at it, and you're realizing it's one of the most famous pieces of art ever, ever created. Um, I feel just very fortunate that I've got, you know, I got to see that. And, um, I've gotten to see on all with adventures by Disney, uh, for, for that matter. Um, I've gotten to see the Mona Lisa at the Louvre. I've gotten to see the David uh, in Florence, gotten to see the Pieta in uh, St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Um, so and it's nice again, traveling, even though right now I'm not with Disney yet, um, traveling with Disney. Uh, I tell you the difference between traveling on my own and traveling with Disney. Is night and day. Uh, much, much rather travel with uh, travel in the Disney bubble. Um, so yeah. I'm very excited to meet our guides tomorrow and check out the. Ho- There's no way the hotel, any hotel that we're going to stay in for the rest of this trip, is going to match the Park Hyatt. If you're coming into Milan, um, there is really no place better to stay. Uh, the service here has been absolutely mind blowing, and you know my standards for that are pretty high. So for those to be exceeded, uh, really say something. So, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful hotel. It's a wonderful city, We're right next to the most amazing shopping, um, the Galleria di the II, I think it's called, and all the big, all the big names, Louis Vuitton, Prada, uh, Gucci, um, are all uh, Armani are all here, and uh, well, it's all over the city, but it's yeah. a great, great shopping.
0: Oh, very, very cool. So I guess it's the best way to travel until we eventually see adventures by Universal <laughs> coming. Most likely, never. Um, but
1: yeah, I'm guessing not. I'm 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 guessing <laughs> Universal's not gonna not gonna cross that bridge. Uh, At I, least not yet. Maybe I, if they open a open a theme park here in Milan,
0: I'm sure you would be the first in line to to show up.
1: I I really actually would love, uh, uh, and this happens every time I travel in Italy, I'm always thinking about, okay, when is the next time I can get here? Um, It it really is. It really is a gorgeous city. I'm absolutely in love. Oh, no. I I I miss you guys. I miss you guys. Something awful. Well, Uh, we miss you too. And
0: I think I speak for all of us when we say we hope that we'll all get the chance to go to Italy someday. Minus Rhino. Greedy, Rhino greedy, doesn't need to go.
1: Person. No. Rhino doesn't. Italy, Craig is not allowed in Italy. No gingers <laughs> No gingers, al-
0: no ginger's al- <laughs> My allies were in Italy. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's an inside joke. It's, it's an inside, inside joke. joke. And we're not going to go any further. <Yeah. laughs> <It's not inside laughs> at all. Um, Unless you want a lot of email.
0: No, I I don't. Not this week. Not while you're gone. So.
1: No, you know, it's it's, it's funny though. I, I I will tell you the number of gingers I have seen around the city have been like striking. Um, hey. like really like enough enough that re- it really stands out that all this these this like shock of red hair running around. Also, the most beautiful men in the world in the city. Oh my god.
0: Hey. Wow. No, that's kind of weird. Usually we burn in. Good sun conditions, so.
1: (laughs) And it's been warm. It's been it's been actually the weather's been gorgeous, but it's been very very warm, surprisingly warm.
0: Good. I so the weather here's been awful. So I would like the the air conditioner is fixed in the studio. I don't think we ever updated uh, that. So it is fixed. Where
2: that's the only
1: reason I. That's the only reason I would uh, I would phone in. Um, yeah, he's, I will not even phone in if there's no air conditioning.
2: He said the air's broken. I'm going to Italy. See you yeah. guys later. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy I the enjoy week. Enjoy being warm. Yeah. I would like, from Italy, a nice new bracelet <laughs> oh my and gosh. an Italian stallion. Whichever one you can grab on the street, I'm happy with.
3: Have you made a shopping list right oh
1: is- <laughs> now? You know what? I actually went out yesterday, and I bought these guys some really... Nice Oh, don't tell us. souvenirs. Okay. Souvenirs that anybody watching this would give their left arm to get. Okay?
3: Don't take his so left arm. That's the one he wants now, to put his bracelet on. Because of
1: that comment. <laughs> yeah, that is the one to put a bracelet on. Because of that comment, I am taking rhinos back. It's okay.
2: I'll steal Oliver's.
1: And there'll be, so be something for Oliver. Because they're not sitting there put, putting in their Christmas list. <laughs> they want me to put that. <laughs> Okay? Okay. Uh,
0: and finally, we have revealed uh, Rhino's true self on this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm just asking for a good,
2: strong Italian
0: man to be put into the suitcase for me. He's green with envy as much I'm, as the Hulk. We
2: know that Pete, gonna... Pete has Hold the on. ability.
1: You think... Cut to me. <laughs> Do you think... If I am bringing back a big, strong Italian man, it's going to be for you? <laughs> that is, well, something
2: really? we can look at while we're at the studio would be
3: nice. That's fine. I've seen how much luggage you take with you. You could bring back at least five Italian <laughs> men with the amount of luggage you take on a trip.
1: I actually, uh, I'm not kidding. I have to go out and buy a third piece. <laughs> <laughs> I did so much shopping the last two days. Uh, I, 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 and I'm being dead serious. It is so much less expensive for us. Who shop this stuff over here than it is in the states it is so much less expensive so you know i've i've saved thousands of dollars in the last few years.
2: well see here's what i'm wondering is so the first part of it, the adventure by disney starts in italy right correct okay so who's gonna come back with more louis pete or kevin that's tough. I think uh, Kevin's
0: already been shopping
2: on the no. cruise, but I I think Pete has. You know, this is his. He's this is his first time in a while, and you know, he's got that Louis taste. Not to know.
3: mention, you've now just turned it into a competition. So now <laughs> this, there's going to be no Louis for anyone anymore.
1: No, Kevin and I, Kevin and I are very supportive in our shopping habits. We, uh, <laughs> uh, we we text each other pictures of what we just bought, and we're very supportive of one another. We don't. No, that's a. That's mutually assured destruction. <laughs> <laughs> competition shopping. That's, uh, first of all, I'd, I'd have a real problem with John. Because uh, I've already gotten that talk. Will you stop it already? He's spent <laughs> enough. Uh, but, no, this is just wonderful. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And, I mean, I miss home and I miss you guys, but... If I'm not going to be there, uh, this is a really nice place to be. So I'm yeah. exactly. grateful that I get to do this. Very, very grateful I get to do this.
0: Now, again, we, we all miss you very much here. Mm-hmm. So your presence not being around the studio has been felt. So, yeah. And I know everyone it's in chat misses you, too.
2: Don't worry. I drove your cars up and down the driveway.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: have,
1: you the, have you taken the car I told you to take, Craig?
0: No, not yet. So <laughs> it's, been, it's been a busy week. We've been running around like crazy. So. Hopefully, the right. weekend. I'll be able to relax well, on I, the weekend.
1: I'm going to go. I'm going to finish my dinner and uh, I'm going to let you guys get on with your show. So, thanks for letting me come in and say hello. It feels good to connect. And, uh, hope you guys have a good show and I'll talk to you soon.
0: Okay. No, thank you. We appreciate it. So, thanks for joining us, Enjoy Pete. Enjoy
2: your dinner.
1: Have a good day, Alrighty. Pete. Bye.
0: Bye. Okay, everyone. Well, that was a little special surprise that I know you all weren't expecting, but I hope you appreciated it nonetheless. A little Uh, Italian love. It it makes the show that much more fancy this week. You know, if only he would have been at, like, Portofino, then it just would have tied into (laughs) Universal even much better. But uh, not not today. Um, So, yes, to recap, for those of you who forgot what we are actually talking about in today's episode we are talking about the toothless toothless <laughs> well that's <laughs> no all you'll be once you leave here to eat the, our beef <laughs> the twosome chocolate emporium <laughs> and savory feast kitchen that's a comedian <laughs> that's, a, that's a comedian now uh, <laughs> oh, good guy pete Holmes, pete Holmes. that was pete Holmes. Um, oh good your yeah, favorite chef the, the twosome chocolate emporium not chocolate factory Uh, and Savory Feast Kitchen. So on Monday, after days and weeks and let's be honest, months of anticipation, anticipation, it finally went into preview mode. So for like the past week before, for this one uh it was in preview mode for universal team members and management and uh you know just anyone involved with the the parks and and city walk and all that and now on monday it finally opened up into preview mode for all of us to see uh right now it's been running kind of dinner hours after four o'clock so not lunch yet and again they have the option to to start and stop service whenever they so choose to because it is not officially grand open yet uh, that will be sometime in the next couple of weeks they said later this fall so we can't really put a uh, an exact time date on it because well they, they want to get everything right before grand opening i mean you, that's that's part of all this that we need to say up front before we go really far into this overview and our thoughts and impressions on it because a lot of stuff can change. The menu at this point, it could still change. Uh, the The way they run things, it could it could all adapt. Um, I don't know the mix of how many team members are working here that. Have restaurant experience before, if it's a lot, or if it's all first timers. I don't know. I don't know a lot of those details. We we just we will see how it all unfolds over the next <laughs> weeks. But uh, it is very very exciting. Uh, the the restaurant is absolutely stunning. Oliver, do we have a little video for those watching the video oh. to see?
3: Um, we will if you give me
0: a second. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I yeah. didn't really prepare you for that. Yeah, um, keep talking about it, and I'll see what I can. Uh, okay, well, out for you. Do, so just to give people a little uh, idea of what this is, um, a little treat, a little treat to give you a little treat on what this is about. To Chocolate Emporium is a is a steampunk style restaurant. I, I don't want. I mean, it's like it's a chocolate factoryish looking. Yeah. But with a steampunk overlay to it, and it's run by a uh, a time traveling professor, Doctor Penelope Penelope Thibault Tinder, not Tinder, not Tinker. Yeah, you got to swipe right when you see her. (laughs) (laughs) Thibault Tinker, twosome, twosome, yeah, and her robot companion Jock. Jock. So basically the story is that she was off time traveling and she loves chocolate, loves chocolate. She returns to her home and finds out that her family has also left in search of her. I thought they were dead. And they kind of crossed. They they left each other's paths while time traveling. And so uh, essentially she says, "Well, I'm just going to sit here and wait for them to come back. Uh, And we can all reunite. So in that meantime, she has opened up this chocolate emporium where she can uh, where she can show off all these chocolate ideas that she has found from all over her travels and stuff and that is how we have to some chocolate emporium according to the nice book that they give you which is also a menu but the first page is literally just this it, long It story. looks
2: like the, the the thing they give you that is the menu looks like if anybody's seen them those pop-up um books that they make like the no. the really really fancy intricate ones yes. that uh, it, i can't remember the name of the guy who does uh, dism who does them but they did, like, the Wizard of Oz and all those classic ones. But I literally, exactly. as I was opening Barnes it, I thought
0: it was going to pop up. It is not Barnes, Barnes & Noble. Barnes Noble, that's it. Okay, so for those of you watching right now, we will show you a little video of the overview of Twosome. For those of you who are listening, you can find this at youtube.com slash WDWinfo. Take it away. Wow. Well, that was a look at to some chocolate emporium and also an insight to what happens when
3: oliver does not do his job earlier on i specifically said like photos meaning do you want the video as well and you were like yeah photos we always
0: do the video if we have it yeah we always do i'll i'll keep that in mind from this point yep i hope this has been publicly embarrassing enough (laughs) for you sir every every show is Craig. good good very good Okay, so let's start off before we go into our full thoughts and opinions on the restaurant. Let's let's talk about the uh, the elephant in the room. I am right here, not not you, Rhino. We'll talk about the other elephant, the one, the whole forty million dollar lawsuit um. against Universal Orlando right now. Over to some chocolate emporium. So basically, a guy in Ohio said that he trademarked the restaurant The Chocolate Factory in 2014, that he met with Universal all the way back in 2008 about this style of restaurant Mm -hmm. coming to Universal, and that he came up with the idea originally all the way back in 2003, and he is seeking damages because of it, because clearly he believes that Universal listened to his ideas and then basically stole it, adapted it on their own, and then gave him none of the credit for it. Here's the thing, though. If you go to the bottom of that article. I I know. Okay. It sounds a little like,
2: uh, I'm not doubting all of this guy's story, but it seems a little like, it sounds like when my mom talks about when she came up with that idea for personal bug spray repellent, and then she (laughs) mad at the people who made citronella candles or those things you can wear that keeps bugs away. And I'm like, Mom you just said it out loud did you really like do what you needed to do to make sure somebody didn't steal that idea (laughs) she'll tell you about it forever
0: (laughs) well the lawsuit is for multiple things um trademark infringement as well as breach of oral contract breach of good faith and fair dealing misappropriation of trade secrets fraud in the inducement and construction fraud as well as other things construction fraud interesting Um, yeah, a, a lot of stuff there. the The ones that are concerning is the breach of oral contract, contract as well as the breach of good faith and fair dealing. So that makes it sound like something was actually happening behind the scenes that no one was really uh, aware of what was actually happening. Yeah, but in terms of the the trademark obviously he trademarked the chocolate factory uh, back in May Universal changed it from the toothsome chocolate factory to the cho- toothsome chocolate emporium i am going to struggle saying toothsome the entire episode <laughs> that's okay it is just it, it is hard i apologize um i'm just letting you know up front but uh you know they they changed the name i don't think it was necessarily because of they were worried about the lawsuit happening as his lawyer said was the case. I think it's more because now that we've been inside, we see it's technically not a factory. No, for sure. Not in um, like, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe universal was thinking about that, but I would walk in walk from the outside while it does look like a factory. Uh, because of the setup having the smokestacks having stuff spinning all of that Uh, it it does look like a factory but then whenever you walk inside
3: it does not really convey that as much there's one or two pieces that would kind of um, hint towards maybe it being some sort of a factory but honestly there's not enough there for you to go this is definitely a factory it's just one or two cogs that move it's not there's not enough theming there to, you know, sell it to be honest. I honestly so.
2: thought when I first heard there was a lawsuit that it was it was Willy Wonka's whoever owns the rights to that yeah. suing them. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's Wink. the one who's going to do it obviously because <laughs> that somebody could sue that guy and be like, dude, you stole this idea from the book or the movie.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. It seems too general of an idea at this point, you yeah. know. I mean, well, in you can argue that well you know there's all the there's gears and it all is very steampunk but that it looks factory because it is steampunk and that's that is a case true that is that's, true that's that's part of steampunk is all of that crap the machinery oh um, yeah it's it's the machinery so i think that's why you would want to almost call it a factory but they they while they make chocolates for the restaurant and while they do obviously have in-house uh, chocolatiers doing stuff, so we were able to watch uh, some some chocolate items being made. Everything is not made in-house right there. Um, I don't think there's anything, any place at Universal where a- absolutely every little bit of it is made in-house. The same thing goes with Disney. There, Not everything is 100% made on Disney property. I know if people find that hard to believe like from n- time to time.
3: I feel
2: like uh,
0: more of it isn't made on property than is, yeah. But... Regardless, of all of that, there is the lawsuit happening. Who knows what will come of that? I think you know if there were dealings that no one knew about happening behind the scenes. I, I think he might have something to stand on, but that should not affect us in any way on how we feel about the restaurant itself. I agree, in my opinion. So let's finally get down to the brass tacks, and I want to start with the theming. How well did you feel that the theming was carried out? throughout the entire restaurant.
2: I thought it was excellent. I mean, from the second you walk in, it's very much... um, I don't know. The gift shop was more extensive than I... Thought, I guess, and the story of what's going on is very present everywhere. Um, Like if you, when you go into the gift shop and you go into the right, there's actually a spiral staircase that goes up, and there's things on every stair. And then if you go upstairs into the bar area, into that area of the restaurant, there's also like a room up there, and that's supposed to be Penelope's room. Yeah, but it's like an area that you can, you could clearly go down the stairs into the restaurant. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This feels like. Somebody you know is here. Like, um,
0: almost like actually, that area was supposed to be open, and we were supposed to be able to go through there. Yeah, you know? this this was this was a very cool. Uh, I while the theming, I, I'm not a huge steampunk fan, to say the least. Uh, but I, I feel like the theming was carried out throughout the entire restaurant for the most part, and these places where like Penelope's room, and then even in that upstairs bar where they had, like, pictures and kind of steampunk items throughout. I felt like the theming was was detailed enough that you could actually come to you could come to this restaurant for two reasons one to obviously try the food and the drinks and and the desserts and all of that good items but then it was just visually interesting walking around in there and finding some of those little those trinkets and toys um and then the fact that they actually right now have the two uh characters walking around penelope and jacques uh I, I think that that's a, a clever addition. I don't know how long they'll last. I don't think they are going to stay throughout the entire run of the restaurant. It seems like one of those things that's a good idea while it's first opening up mm-hmm. to have them. I just can't see how they will uh, continue along the path of it. Uh, we didn't get to interact with Jacques. He was supposed to come around to our table and... Stupid robot never did.
3: It's very disappointing because he was actually like a very interesting character to look at. It was, you could tell it was like, you know, I I don't want to ruin the magic, but it was a human dressed up in a suit. But the suit was so detailed, it was unbelievable. And it was, they really committed to that character. And I would, I'm tempted to say that the performers at this restaurant were on par with disney performers because uh even is it penelope Is that her name yeah penelope she committed to that character 100 percent. she knew her backstory um yeah the interaction she was having with uh as on an individual basis was absolutely fantastic and the interaction she did with uh, a group of people she was able to address a crowd and um, really tie that in i i was very very impressed uh with the character performers there
0: yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. So, uh. It was weird though, because
2: Jacques came out to the table right to the left of us, and then I could see Jacques over to the right of us. And I think the Penelope was like, I'm tired of talking to these people. <laughs> Don't go over this table <laughs> again. Because we'd ask
0: her a million questions we when did. she came over. But I mean, we wanted to interact with her. It's a, It's a cool character. I wanted to get her on camera as much as possible, explaining things. She wasn't really having any of it, especially the first Penelope. Mm, uh, in terms of, well, this is something to mention in terms of people wanting to carry the story over. Um, you know, at Disney, usually you wouldn't have this issue uh, with especially uh, uh, several types of characters. Let's, I, I don't want to get too far into it, but basically within minutes, we were introduced to two different Penelope's. I think there was an upstairs and a downstairs. <laughs>
3: Still, which is uh, still
0: if you had two Penelope's walking around the same time, which are they time traveling right at that time? Yeah, are bro. we crossing paths? I don't we know how the stream? time streams work. No, no, I, I don't know, but l- the theming I think it stands on its own. It's something cool enough to see. Let's get into the nitty gritty the reason why people would absolutely want to come here, uh, and that is the food and desserts. And we are going to start with the perhaps most controversial aspect of this restaurant and that's the milkshakes um there is two different ways to get milkshakes either a milkshake bar uh located right across yeah yeah, downstairs located right across from the gift shop and then there is also a uh you can order milkshakes off the menu as you are sitting down to eat your meal Mm -hmm. uh the milkshakes have been since they first leaked online the milkshakes have been known for being extremely high priced uh we're talking they start at twelve dollars which is you know for a milkshake that's very very expensive uh that's like disney prices for actual milkshakes so uh, i uh, i i still had somewhat high hopes for these milkshakes going into it um but the, the one thing is they do have a lot of varieties they had 13 different milkshakes that you could choose from, all very uh, ornated. If you get the ones from the taco counter, you also get it in a plastic mason jar style looking cup that has a twosome sticker on it. so a little souvenir to it. Uh, if you get them upstairs, it's in a glass one. You don't get to keep that. Uh, Anywhere in the restaurant, if you sit down to have it, you don't get to keep it. Uh, it must stay there. But some of them, like there is a brownie one that comes with an actual brownie on top. There's yeah, there, a there's a red velvet one. one, yeah. Um, uh, for example, I had the bacon brittle milkshake, and that one came with not mm. only a piece of candied bacon, but also a piece of chocolate-covered bacon on top. Um, so they are very extravagant in how they top them. Uh, portion size is decent. Uh, But the main concern with these milkshakes has been how long they actually take to get to the table once they're ordered. So uh, there were reports that downstairs at the to-go bar Mm -hmm. – I know Orlando Informer was saying this specifically – that it was taking over 30 minutes to get a milkshake – after ordering
2: really wow. yes
0: and they were one of the first people to actually order shakes and it was still taking like a half an hour to actually get it and then not only that but management was also very very tense with how they were handling the situation i i don't i didn't see this we had nothing this is but downstairs while we were upstairs at the milkshake bar okay. no they were they were there before us oh okay um, the, because the milkshake bar and all that that opened up much earlier okay then we got there uh I will just say, from our experience with the managers and wait staff, everyone we met there, it was extremely wonderful. We uh, yeah, had a very I didn't pleasant have a negative experience. person at all. Um, if
2: anything, the girl, the, the, even the girl downstairs who kept saying sorry about the wait, and I was like, we've been waiting for like 10 minutes since you started seating people. You can stop telling us that now. Like It was
0: almost like too friendly, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. So they had a bad experience. I know other people had a bad experience. Bad. It was not just us. It then kept continuing over uh, over. I guess Tuesday night and Wednesday night it got bad to the point. I guess last night I read it several places, including Twitter, that they actually stopped serving milkshakes on the restaurant floor because of how bad. Oh, so they, they only had them it. for the to go. Yeah,
2: well, and they were somebody else. We saw Panda was there, and he was saying that when they ordered, they ordered their milkshakes at the end of the meal. We ordered ours at the beginning. And they, they were, were saying by the end they were yeah. And so I don't know. And I even said when we got our milkshakes, they felt very milky. Um, yours was a lot thicker than the two of ours, but um, I hate you. Soundbite. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, but it felt like maybe ours had been there for a little bit, and then they topped it and sent it out, you know, which was fine for mine because it was the um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch one. So
0: you the Cinnamon Fantasy the milkshake. The
2: Cinnamon Fantasy, and it was like drinking a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you know, after you've eaten it and you take the bowl and drink it. Um it you know i liked it um but it you know you can see it here if you're watching uh yeah it was i just wish it was a little 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 more to it it felt like it had sat out maybe for a little bit but that whipped cream even by the end of our meal was still Holding its strength, you know? <laughs> which it's was homemade. bizarre, homemade uh, whipped cream. Yeah. I think
0: no, the milkshake itself, while it did get runny, we both agreed that it was like drinking the milk out of your cinnamon toast crunch yeah. after it's all finished. I I preferred your milkshake uh, compared to the candy bacon one that I had, or the bacon brittle one. I while preferred the, mine to the all candy, of too. Yeah. While the candy brittle was delicious on top, as well as the chocolate covered bacon, uh, I think the milkshake that I had. You dare you say it. Yeah, the milkshake that I had, dare I say it, was almost too much bacon. And I am I'm one of those people who's obsessed with everything. I even love the maple bacon pop tarts that you can buy. It was just almost too much bacon.
2: See, I had yours, and I felt like I tasted a little bit more maple-y than bacon. But, um, you know, you drank—I only had one sip. So that's the difference between one sip and drinking a mason jar full of it, too, you know? (laughs) There was definitely stuff
3: in your milkshake, though. And I believe Oliver had the key lime pie shake. certainly did. It was—for me, um, it looked so extravagant. I mean, they all did. Um, It had a slice of key lime in the top, as you can see there, if you're watching— um, dressed with the actual lime on the side, it, it looks a lot more impressive than it tasted. It wasn't limey enough for me, and I yeah, know Rhino sure. tried I it, agree. and we we agreed on that. And it, a milkshake, when you're paying that much for it, and it looks like that, you expect it to be a lot thicker, and it wasn't. It was it was only slightly thicker than the consistency. It, it almost consistency.
2: tasted like maybe they'd only put like the one scoop of key lime in, and then the rest was vanilla. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it felt like it got
3: diluted. Yeah, it just it it was. Like the milk you get out of the um, jug, almost it. Yeah, it, it was honestly, and I, I will get another one again because this was the. Right, yeah. This was a preview, so I honestly think they're going to tweak it. Well, and, I want to try the other flavors things, too. You, there were plenty of flavors to choose from. Yeah. Yeah, there was, but I, I would say at, at this point that was probably the biggest disappointment for me—the milkshake.
2: It's hard too because then when we first started reporting about this, that was the first thing we the first thing I remember reading about is that specific milkshake and I was like, I'm getting that milkshake because it has the slice of it but Oliver likes key lime just as much as I do so I went with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch one, the Cinnamon Fantasy and um, there's a part of me where I think I should have went with the peanut butter one Um, but you know that's something for next time, but at least there are more flavors, and I'm still wa- willing to try another one. So it wasn't bad enough that I'm like never again will yeah. I get one. Yeah. However, for twelve dollars, I don't feel like well, I drank a twelve dollars. It
0: matches. is it is still in preview mode. We yeah. will continue to say this multiple times throughout. So none of these opinions we need to take this all with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. While we are doing that's why we I, I know it's we're throwing around the word review here and there and all that, but it's that is solely. You know, of course, it's kind of review based on principle, but this is a review that will change with time. Um, It is, it is far too early to really sell this restaurant as great or bad. Well,
2: even when we when we get into the menu. You'll see that yeah. there, it's a split almost like we couldn't – there's no way we could do everything in yes. one sitting. So even good or bad, it
0: still warranted us yeah. we're going to have to go again. Yeah. You I know I know. right now in amongst the blogger world of all of us right now, the biggest, worst part of this place is the milkshakes in general. All I can speak for is our experience. While we weren't very impressed with what we got out of the milkshakes – especially for the price. Uh, We did not have the issues with waiting. I think we only waited maybe 15 minutes to get our shakes. It it, wasn't bad. No.
2: Yeah. mm,
0: Maybe 20. Yeah. I think it was a
2: little, a little longer than what you expect for a thing that you consider. Like it was the first thing we ordered and I don't think they came until after our appetizers had come uh, because our appetizers got placed down and the milkshakes got placed down at like the same time but we also ordered the appetizers in two different phases yeah so it did take like a third visit from the waitress before they came there it was kind of like right when i started to think this has been too long that's when they showed up
0: yeah i but it it generally wasn't that long um as working in a place where you had to make milkshakes before yeah I, i know this place that's a big selling feature of it But so was the restaurant that I worked at, the diner that I worked at was their milkshakes. And I can tell you, it freaking sucks making milkshakes. Well, the, is the problem is, is once you
2: mix it too you d- if you're using like the frat machine or whatever there's a ch- you know there's it's, only it's not always machines. like a perfect thing yeah and sometimes you have to add and go back and do it again sometimes you've made it too you know what i mean and i'm sure this being the preview night too they want everything to be and look perfect it's am so sure there's a lot of that it's
0: why i also hate going to starbucks whenever you just want a coffee and everyone in front of you is ordering a frappuccino yeah. because they're spending all their time making those and they can't just pour your freaking coffee yeah but all that aside, let's move on to the actual food. Uh, you can decide for yourself on the milkshakes. I think they'll lower the price eventually on some of them. I
2: think if they even came down to just like $2 yeah.
0: less, like yep. $10, bucks, i would still be – I'd get it
2: again. To be honest with you, I'd honestly – I think I would probably actually pay the $12 yeah. again to get another one. I think a lot of people butter will. One,
0: so. I think a lot will. The food – I would definitely try again. So oh, yeah. let's go with the apps first. We tried the chocolate almond bread, the warm chocolate almond bread. Mm-hmm. This is kind of their signature dessert. Instead of giving bread with lunch or dinner service, they offer this as an appetizer for two ninety five. It's served with a salted caramel butter, and we were all blown away by this.
3: Yeah,
2: I and I, I want to preface this whole experience as like I'm not a massive chocolate like i'm not in love with chocolate i'm a white chocolate person um i definitely don't like dark chocolate milk chocolate's okay but it's just i was a little worried when they were like oh chocolate bread this is gonna be too much this was like the bread is really good and then it has that like i don't know that taste that kind of just yeah the way it's your mouth of chocolate the way i I would
3: say is it's more on the cocoa side than the like creamy chocolate side it's it, it in your head, when you think about it, it should taste like a dessert, and it doesn't. It still tastes like bread, but with the cocoa element well,
2: mixed. In and it. I was thinking it was going to be in the consistency level of like banana bread. You know how that's very yeah. dense and very, and you know the word I hate, and yeah. and yeah, like. This this was light, fluffy, and you could definitely have like more than one piece. I was thinking like, oh, we're gonna ruin everything because we're about to eat basically a loaf of chocolate right now. No, this was this was really good. And not that expensive either. It was only like three dollars. It was like two ninety
0: five for the for the loaf. The butter was I loved the butter. The butter was the best part for me. Yeah, no, I I actually was blown away by this. I did get a little bit more of the desserty or taste to it than you guys did. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe I just had a sweet tooth ride in that night. And that's what I was trying to get out of it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Also, for the appetizers, uh, the next one we tried, I will talk about, is the baked brie. Mm -hmm. And this is like your classic baked brie that you would have at a dinner party. If you're having friends over, you're... Your brie cheese served inside of a pastry that has some type of jam in it. I didn't see in the menu what type of jam it was, as well as, uh, and I couldn't really taste it. It might have been like raspberry or something. Um, and then served with more of the warm chocolate almond bread, as well as some uh, like flat crisp uh, type of bread that was not leavened and almonds and fruit. And this was this was pleasant. I, if you're a fan of the bake of baked brie, like e- Eli loves bake brie like i forget where we
2: at a friend's house and they made it and then he had to go back and like keep trying to make it repeatedly and all i only to think is that he would have really enjoyed that appetizer for sure like, that's his speed like it, it was very good it's something you know it's something that's not really on other universal appetizer menus yeah.
0: around there so i appreciated that it's not on most menus that's no. why it was nice it's just yeah. it was different you know i yeah. don't need spinach and artichoke dip for the right. 900th time i don't i don't need any i don't need nachos at another place i don't
2: i like big brie because it's like it's like fluffy and warm but it's not heavy yeah. and i like and surprisingly it's one of those things where i always think i don't like fruit with that kind of stuff but then i have it and i'm like oh it actually works really well together. i
0: said it in the vlog and i'll say it again it was unbelievable oh <laughs> that's selling it a little bit too high but it was nice to have something different the winner of the appetizers as most of us will agree i think all of us will agree here and a lot of people who had the chance to try it including my lovely lovely wife Mm -hmm. was the tachos oh the Tachos. and i love amazing
2: yes i liked these a lot oliver liked the surprise um meat at the bottom
3: yeah so with these if you're looking if you're watching the visuals now you can see that uh they come out and the way they're served is it's like a pile of tater tots um, With like a garnish on them, and a few of the—is um, is it scallion onions? You yeah, call them spring onions. They're yeah. called in the rest of the world, but scallion onions on top, wow. and then um, they're
2: also not called scallion onions. They're just called scallions or green onions. Okay. One of the two. Well, here in this part of the world where you currently live,
3: I do, I do. I'm just, you know, I'm being inclusive of the you international. With my British Union Jack pillow. Uh, oh, you've got one. I nice do. You've seen anyway, it in my um, it's um, it, these tots have got a. Uh, it's pork, isn't it? If, if I it's, remember correctly, it was crispy
0: pork belly with Andouille sausage, andouli. cheddar yeah.
3: cheese sauce on it. That's it, and you can't see the cheese sauce so well on there, but it's uh, you definitely get the flavour. But yeah, the the meat is hidden underneath, and you really don't taste it until you get in there and like you you find it. So it's actually kind of like a surprise almost. Um, it's I was impressed. It's. It tastes an awful lot better than it actually looks in well, the uh, in the photo. Well,
2: the it's- thing is, if you, so if you keep the photo up here, you can see the tater tots are almost kind of shiny if you're watching. And it's because I think what they do is they put the cheese in and then they toss the tater yep. tots in it, where a lot of places will just... Um, put the you know dump the sauce on top so i like to order tachos whenever i see them i'm a big fan of like the potato nacho texture um and a lot of places have had them and it's very good but they just do it straight up on the top layer these were tossed in a way where the cheese wasn't overwhelming but every every tater tot had it Mm -hmm.
0: on it it's kind of i can't remember what restaurant we were at i want to say it was when we did margarita yeah margarita where they talked about how they layered it this was another prime example of that where yeah. you try to get all of the flavors in every bite instead of just right in the middle on top. And it kept them, and, and I think by doing this too, it kept
2: the individual tots like a little crispier agree. as opposed to getting like too drenched. Yeah. I ate
0: it the next two days after.
2: Oh, did you? It was yeah. wonderful. <laughs> I one really thing liked
3: it. I would definitely say as well, the fact that you managed to eat it two days after and all four of us were digging into that, the portion size was huge for the tots. Yes. I was very, very yeah. impressed. It's yep. definitely a shareable family the, size portion.
0: Only Ten fifty 50 for that as yeah. an appetizer, whereas yeah. the baked brie was twelve ninety five. So appetizers, there was still so much more. Um, there was a lot of things on this appetizer menu. I'd say a solid probably 12, 13, 14 appetizers over the course of two pages and then there was also soups salads yeah. flatbreads yeah none of we didn't get any of those uh this as we said i believe rhino said it before this is a restaurant we could go to multiple times without without ever repeating anything because then for kind of your main courses you have the choice between uh kind of craft burgers Craft sandwiches, mm-hmm. entrees, pasta, pasta yeah. and then they have brunch menus that are yeah. served all day as well. And Two pages of that, too. And if the milkshakes weren't enough for a dessert-style thing, then you also have sundaes and then other desserts available, too. Um, so, yeah, we skipped over the soups, salads, and the flatbreads. I will be going back for the flatbreads, though, because I saw pictures, and some of them looked very, very appealing. I'll go back to do the brunch thing. There was, like, two or three things on the brunch menu no. that I really wanted. Mm. And we'll like, get to I the can't. brunch. Yeah, we'll get into that brunch.
2: That's the thing is, so between the three of us and then Kylie joined us too. We, I felt like we were still ordering excessively, yes. and I feel like we didn't even scratch the the surface. Yep. All I could think is like, man, this is a place that I think Pete would have been really. Yes. It will be upset. We'll be sad he missed out with. So hopefully we can do the second yep. round and he can come with. I us. I mean
0: it, it's obvious we are the Diz. we always try to go excessive on these things yeah whenever we can Uh, not on the excessiveness that we did with flying fish chauffeur at boardwalk where we ordered one of everything um but we still went very excessive so let's get into our next round of excessiveness and that was the entrees so We will start, I guess, with my entree, which was the wild – it was the brisket and wild mushroom meatloaf, which was uh, then topped off with some crispy onions, some corn, served on top of garlic mashed potatoes, and a nice gravy on Mm -hmm. top of all this. And uh, obviously, this has nothing to do with sweets, with it this this is not in the sweet section this would definitely be a part of the savory feast kitchen aspect of this restaurant as as all of our uh as all of our entrees really were for the most part so uh we could have went adventurous especially with the appetizers they had uh they had pork belly sliders that were served with a piece of uh chocolate covered bacon on those as well too i know they were very popular we really considered getting those at one point in time uh but so we went straight up savory for, for the entrees. Mine was uh fifteen ninety five. So, very reasonably priced, especially... Do people really not know what tater tot means? There's a lot of people that are
2: confused by that word in this chat right now, apparently. We don't
0: have time for them if they don't know what tater tots you, it's, are. There's a
2: french
3: fry and a tater tot. It's a small potato it's, squ- square. It's, a re- it's an American thing. Not even thing. Square. Not, it's a square cylinder. It's really not American. your mom says <laughs> she knows what it is. Uh, well, she visits all the time. <laughs> we don't have time.
0: Anyway, for sorry. <laughs> That's what Google's for. Um, the, the meatloaf was... It was, it was very good. I, I did not have enough room for it by the time it got to the table, um, but the portion size was great for the price. I thought it was bursting with flavor all throughout. It was well-balanced. I love gravy. If anything, it could have had even more gravy. Uh, it's, but it was was yours regular gravy, or was it that sauce? It was like that brown, dark brown sauce. I can't
2: remember sauce. the name it was, of it, too. It's, I yeah. said it when I was eating, too, and I was like, oh, man, this is – you said it to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. But I can't remember now. Sorry.
3: Because
0: hmm. yeah. I made a comment about how, like – um, lower class, so I would put ketchup on mine, you know? Yeah. No, it's it's definitely one way to do that. I enjoy ketchup and gravy. I'm in the, like, really sick crowd out there. I yeah. like them both. It's all good. Liquid on your meals. Um, so, Rhino, you kind of had a play on my dish, mm-hmm. which yours was the um mine was the blue plate burger that's correct yes and that
2: was a i thought this was the most interesting looking of like the burgers and sandwiches so that's why i had to order it and it is a burger so you get the patty and then it's meatloaf a slice of meatloaf with mashed potatoes and corn on top of that and then i believe it's that same exact sauce here yep we ended up in the same realm unintentionally too i wasn't even thinking about it because i was actually thinking it was just the meatloaf without the burger um
0: you it thought was, it was a meatloaf sandwich.
2: Yeah, I basically thought it was a meatloaf sandwich. Because the meatloaf thing they do at NBC Sports grew in Braille. Grew in Brill. Thank you. Grew in Brill. <laughs> they are... That thing is amazing. It's a Cuban meatloaf sandwich. And so I was like, wow, I got to try their meatloaf thing here, too. And this was really good, too. It's a lot. It doesn't... They say... Like the meat the cut of the meat is like what is it eight ounces, I think the the yeah, burger eight ounce itself, burger. yeah, so you think like, okay, well, that's the smaller on the regular smaller size of a burger, and man, it's a lot though it was a lot. I cut it into force, and I only ate a quarter of that, and Oliver tried well, it an eight ounce burger Kylie that's a half pound it. burger is it yeah, okay, I don't, well, I don't that's know. on you know, the that's bur- on these restaurants size give you that burger. trough style food, so yeah. you know size food, but um it and I got the side of. You got the, the chips, chips yeah. which I think is the way to go because the fries are, were a little meh, but the chips were really, really good. Um, the sandwich was good too. Like I said, I just maybe I would have put like a little ketchup on it, but it was it was pretty good. I would, you know, ha- if I go back and I've had everything else, I
0: I would probably get this again. It could change. It's still preview mode,
2: right? Yeah, still but, preview. But there's
0: there's just so much to order from, and I'm one of those people where I like to take the weirdest thing and order that on the. menu. It main. was nice that they had craft specialty burgers on there instead of just very plain and boring. It now has joined Cowfish as well as NBC yeah. in trying to up the burger game at Universal, but also being its own thing at the same time. Like exactly. like the burgers weren't
2: trying to imitate any of that stuff, Great, and that's what I really liked. Greatly appreciated. Yeah. And Oliver, what did you go with? I can uh, help I, you if you want. It's not on. it's no, no, not no, no. mole. In case anybody it was is not thinking mole, it's it, there was no chocolate ingredient in my entree exactly. at all.
0: It was it was a type of gravy, but I don't even think it was listed on the menu. Yeah. Looks, um, so
3: Oliver, sorry. I <laughs> no, apologize. You're good. Um let's let's see if I can do it from memory. I believe I had the fork and knife grilled ribeye steak sandwich. That's Is that what correct? Fantastic. Yeah. Look at that. It's like I was reading it off my phone or something. And yours
0: was fourteen ninety five. Rhino's burger was thirteen ninety five. Yeah
3: so yeah mine was on the more expensive side i imagine that's because of the um the cut of meat i had in there though it was steak and it was it was very good um i was you know impressed with it uh they don't give you the option when ordering this sorry i should really go into what it is it is a a sandwich that has a um piece of steak in there uh it's covered uh in sauteed onions mushrooms tomatoes uh it has a horseradish cheese also um I will say the horseradish cheese is not that overpowering. What really dominates the taste of this burger is the onions, the caramelized onions, and it's Agreed. not its not a heavy onion flavor like you would get with a raw onion. By caram- caramelizing it, they really do sweeten that up, obviously, um, but it takes the edge off of it, and it, it you find it complements the cheese and the burger very well. Um, my only real critique on it, Is when you, and again, this could change, but when you order it at the time, I wasn't given the option um, of how I'd like the steak to be cooked. Which
2: was surprising because they asked me about the burger.
3: Yeah, and I'm, I'm, yeah, they did actually. So I'm wondering if she just, you know, it's preview, they don't know. But at the time, I wasn't. And so I got it uh, as it came. And normally I like to have my uh, steak on the rarer side um, just because that's, you know, I, I find it's a lot easier to eat. You tend to get a better cut of meat if you do that. They always go for the less fattier piece, but. It wasn't bad at all. Yeah. The quality of the meat was still there. It really I was. had a bite of your
2: sandwich too. I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'd say I, it was on I the. I just
3: thought the button fell apart a little too easily. That's, yeah. It yes, is, thank you for reminding me. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's tough with steak sandwiches because sometimes they do. Bernays sauce. Um, That's what it was. Bernays. Bernays.
2: Yeah, sorry.
3: For sometimes,
0: the they do, uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they cook it on the more well side so that way whenever you take the bite, you're not struggling as hard. Mm. to you know because if it's not a fillet you're not going to just bite into it and it breaks off like butter Um, so that's sometimes why they overcook it in steak sandwiches, but it was, it was a nice dish. I had a quarter of yours and I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah. And I would say like, honestly, if I went back and they didn't ask me how it was cooked again, I wouldn't be upset if they brought it out exactly how I had it before. Um, Rhino did remind me the only other critique I had of it, um, was the bun. So every good burger place will always toast the bun. So you don't get the juices to soak through the bun itself. Um, you could tell they'd put the butter on and sat it on the grill, but it wasn't quite grilled for long enough so you didn't get that toasty kind of layer on there to stop the liquid soaking through um so it's yeah it was just a bit on the buttery side and not quite as toasted as I like but honestly in the grand scheme of things that's a very very small critique it was because that could even vary by chef yes so uh just to
0: before we finish on our last item I just want to give an idea of some of the other items that you would find throughout the appetizers the um the entrees and uh Everything else. So kind of some of the other appetizers that stuck out I think as we went through. Um they did have, you know, Philly cheesesteak rolls, they had pork kebabs, pistachio hummus, which we were very close to trying, uh, and then some standards like fried zucchini, onion rings, things like that. So very, very wide. The the salads included a chicken salad, a Waldorf chicken salad, um uh niqua. That's how you say it in French, right? Uh, A Niquois? Niquois? Niquois. I don't know. Uh, They had one of those. They had French onion soup, which I saw a cup of, which looked out of this world. Flatbreads were stuff like barbecue chicken, steak and blue, forest mushroom, a duck. A duck flatbread. I didn't say that one. What the duck? (laughs) Um, The sandwiches, besides Oliver's that they had, they had stuff like a mahi, a croque monsieur, a Reuben, fried chicken, BLT. Burgers, they had like a super massive bacon burger, a pub burger, which sounded great because it had more of that Colby andouille queso on it. Uh, pasta dishes, they had a gnocchi, uh, chicken risotto, uh, carbonara. They, they just uh, a lot of stuff. Um, and some of it even pricey because they had the, this filet mignon Oscar on the menu that mm. i think oliver deep down wanted but he was not willing to pay that 47 dollar price point for yeah. which was on the high side
3: i did um, see it though someone i seen someone order it, yeah. and it came out on a plate and it, <laughs> it looked, looked that's the reason i wanted it i looked at that and that was
0: it, it looked good yeah. it looks phenomenal and then as i mentioned the final food items was the brunch the all-day brunch which had different crepes uh quiches waffles french toast and this was some of the most appealing things overall on the menu um whether it's uh, nutella and banana crepe uh pretty much they whatever they would do in the crepes they tried to compliment it in the French toast or the waffles. Um, But they also got very creative with the French toast and did like a patty melt one with a burger on it. And that's uh, the one I wanted to try country, fresh French toast that had like gruyere on it and an egg and like just very, very good. Um, But what we ended up going with in terms of brunch was we we finished off our meal with a light berries and cream crepe, which consisted of lemon curd, fresh berries, mint and whipped cream this was holy crap so
2: we were all so full Mm. this thing was phenomenal i would eat this thing in a
3: heartbeat again oh yeah you could eat this for breakfast lunch and dinner that
2: that thing in the middle oh my god the the lemon cream oh my god lemon Mm. curd whatever
0: oh my god no this this was phenomenal um this was the best thing i think we tried their brunch game is on point yeah and but I think we have to go back and just do a straight-up brunch order. Oh, I could, I could go. And the prices for brunch weren't that bad. They were a little on the high side for breakfast, but I've been to plenty of other breakfast places around of Orlando that are outside of the tourist corridor that are just as expensive as this. Um, oh, yeah, And they sure. also weren't served with two chocolate-covered strawberries on the plate as well, which was a very, very nice addition. Um, uh, of course, I don't want to speak on behalf of the entire uh Brunch menu based on this white one item, but I would say they have something going based on that one in particular. I would love to go try back and try like the ham one, which has ham, mushroom, spinach, fontina cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like Homer Simpson, right there. Oh, I'm, I'm I might have to hit it up on the way home. Just thinking about that <laughs> God, one, I want that berries and cream crepes. So oh, bad. Yeah, no, it's I I think very creative, a very large menu. Gordon Ramsay would want to come in here and cut this thing down to two pages right away because right now I mean because we didn't even as we I said we didn't get the Sundays. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine eight or nine different types of Sundays on top of one, two, three, four, five, six different desserts. As well too, and the milkshakes. Like there's just, I think they're just anticipating this thing to be like packed, and they want to appeal to everybody.
2: And honestly, I I I think this will be a very successful place.
0: I think so too. I think it has a lot of repeatability value yeah. in it, and I think it's going to impress many people as they come in I the door. I am the first so
2: time. happy this didn't end up being a cheesecake factory. Yes, me like, too. It, like this, this is this is exactly the type of restaurant that like our city walk needed too. Something yeah. like we've got our Mexican place, we've got the sports bar, cowfish is. And creative, but this is the like curveball restaurant that's not too out there that not everybody couldn't
0: find something they like on it, you know? Yeah, no, I and I do, I know that a lot of reasons why people were having the difficulty in the weight is there is such a large menu. Um, it's another, pro- you mentioned Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Cheesecake Factory suffers from the same exact thing. Their menu down that is dictionary of a menu. only 30,000 items yeah. in it. The more items you have, the less you can get food out. That's why Disney has cut down all of their menus to such a small section That's also and added w- a dining plan so you can turn over yeah. very quickly.
2: I was going to say, and that's why when a menu does have a larger selection like this, your your food might take a little longer, but it's going to be a lot fresh By the time you get it, because Disney narrows it down into that one or two pages. That's why you get a lot of stuff sometimes, and it feels like it was made two days ago. And you're like, why can't I get a burger that tastes good? Why can't I get a thing that, you know, a salad that has fresh lettuce in it? Well, because they've pre-plated this last night or the day before. Yeah, a lot
0: of their stuff is quantity in terms of getting food out over quality, where here you have a large quantity of items that require... Maybe they only serve one of those burgers the entire night. right, but... You know, because of that, that that one burger is being made right there, and then you might wait longer. That's a sacrifice. That I'd, I'd rather I do that than me. take the under the heat lamp one. Yeah. So, I mean, we and I, you and I, both agreed. I think <laughs> Oliver did too. This is an event style restaurant this is yeah. the type of place that you would want to bring someone in from out of town for locals at least yeah if you wanted to try to impress them with something cool that they're not used to seeing other places
2: right like when my when my mom comes or like let's say my brother my brother and my, my he comes with his kids like that that's a place where if we were going to pick one place to eat in that area i mean i live right near there anyways but i'd be like we've got to go to this place, you've got to try this place. You know, if we're going to spend the money to go out to eat, anyways, why not make it a little bit,
0: a little bit something different that they don't have everywhere else? You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, it's very unique. Before we wrap things up, totally, we kind of skipped over uh, the cocktails and the drinks involved, and uh, that was because we actually didn't buy anything. I did try. They have a signature beer there that is brewed specifically for the restaurant. It is a two chocolate stout. It, I believe it's probably made by Florida Beer Company that makes all of the other exclusive beers at Universal it's a very heavy chocolatey stout um, I think it was worth a try for 850 I believe what's the price point on it maybe 825 um it was a solid stout if you like that if you don't like dark beers Guinness don't don't try this it's not for you if you just like bud light Get a Bud Light. Try uh,
2: the try the mixed drinks though. But those are and that's what I was going to okay. say.
0: They have a very very large list of mixed drinks that they make. Uh, a lot of them actually involving chocolate and other sweets in it. While we didn't purchase any, we were treated yeah treated by a manager who who saw that we were trying to do a lot of different things. Uh, he came over to our table and he was he. Nice enough. first time we, we ever heard. met him. It yeah. wasn't like he knew us anything, uh, but he he surprised us and he's like, "Well, would you like to try some on me?" And so uh, he treated us to three different types of cocktails: a yeah. an an old chocolate fashion, a cherry chocolate, a, a cherry chocolate old fashion, yeah, um, a uh, the, the wicked cherry, yeah, uh, drink, as well as the I forget the exact name it's of something it. something banana in in it, but. Um,
2: Again, these drinks, like, you think, oh, God, chocolate. Oh, my God, everything's going to be so rich or whatever. The cherry chocolate old-fashioned was phenomenal. It was just the right balance of everything in it. It wasn't like, oh, here I am drinking my chocolate drink. It was just, again, like, you have that chocolate aftertaste to it, and it wasn't overpowering in – liquor
0: either the other one was the chocolate coffee banana chocolate coffee banana yeah um these drinks are extremely extremely creative uh they are similar to i don't know if you've ever been to any other uh kind of dessert locations i know there's one uh uh downtown that i've been to it once i can't think of the name of it but well you um, know the pharmacy and then stuff like that i still haven't been there like but um this dessert cocktails and stuff like that is yeah is a Big thing that's been happening recently, and I think these were all worth – all the ones that we had, they were worth giving a shot. Um, oh, oh, absolutely. I would go back to the old-fashioned.
2: Sure. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I can still, like, taste that one. Um,
2: they were all – they're not the normal theme park drinks. They are – um they're – they're you know, sometimes you worry about ordering that mixed drink with your theme park because it's 10 to $12 or whatever, and you're like, well, I'm going to get it, and it's going to have less than a shot of alcohol in it. These were all – especially the Wicked Cherry was very – we took a sip, and all of us were like, woo um, they're, they're strong. They're mixed to be the way they're supposed to be. They are straight up the drink. There's no – they're not trying to pull anything over on you or anything like that. These are that
0: drink that you're ordering. And finally, let's say you want to take home a piece of the restaurant – For your friends and family back home who didn't uh, get to enjoy this, uh, there is a way. They actually do have a selection of chocolate that you can take home. and, and nice little containers, I believe, either six pieces or 12 pieces. Now, they are on the expensive side. A, uh, a six-piece piece of chocolate package was $15, and the 12 was 27 I want to say. So definitely on the expensive side. Uh, but some of the uh, – Kylie got me, uh, as, as a surprise, some of them. And there was a banana rum one that was just – out of this world. Uh, I don't even remember the full list of ones she gave me. A cookies and cream one, a whiskey one, uh, very creative flavors. And like the banana rum and the whiskey, it was literally like the banana one in particular. It's like, oh, I taste banana and then that's just a shot of rum. The whiskey was, oh, I taste chocolate and a shot of whiskey. It's It's just, they're beautifully
2: made. They're
0: just, they're they're like little works of art too. Yeah, they are absolutely gorgeous. There's very creative flavors. Like I said, absinthe, cinnamon habanero, uh, just all over the place uh even if you don't buy them just stare at them at the counter yeah you uh, you will almost be tempted in uh i don't know if these were available with an annual pass discount because we didn't purchase any right then and there but i will say that our meal was covered under an annual pass discount um i believe it ended up being 10 percent I, w- I would have to check out the receipt. But for the obnoxious amount of food that we ordered, the price came out to be $137. So three milkshakes, three appetizers, three entrees, and one brunch item came out to be 137 Um And that's, take that information with whatever you want and throw it away if you care to. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. All I can say is for a preview mode. I know many people have had different opinions on this place. I will have to say that I believe our opinion of the preview mode that we experienced was very positive. Yeah. And I would say, from what I saw personally on that first night, that uh, for the most part they have the idea right. Just need to do a little bit of uh, TNA around the. Not the bad one. Tweaks and adjustments <laughs> around uh, the milkshake area, uh, potentially with the service, since other mm, people experienced
2: the most bad
0: service, uh, which we didn't. I, yeah. I think our service was fantastic. Mm. And uh, other than that, I maybe just cut down some of the menu, get rid of the the bad things uh, that people aren't enjoying or ordering. But uh, I think they have a solid solid base here to make a fantastic restaurant
2: i give it a lot of respect for carrying through with such a unique theme as well like committing to it you know what i mean they went it, they're not even kidding there's a there's like a uh framed a big photo of some sort of i don't i don't know if it's penelope's parents or who it is but steampunk photos on the wall and everything and i don't know i respect it for taking that taking that risk and that chance and i think
3: they i, I think they're gonna do well i would say from the because of that, the theming that they've got and the quality of the food for the restaurants in this price point at City Walk, this yeah. would be the place I now go. I, I'm tempted to say it's my favorite. I really am. For restaurants in this price point specifically. I'd go even so. farther
2: than just CityWalk. I'd say I think this is one of my favorites in that price point in all of the theme parks in Orlando. Yeah. I don't think Disney has anything
0: comparable to this. No, I agree. No. I, again, I completely agree with it, too. Um, so, again... I will say it for the third, fourth, fifth, sixth final time. Preview mode still. We will see how we feel about it later on. But this was at least our first impressions on Twosome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen. Uh, Based on this one, I would say definitely check it out if you're lucky enough in preview mode. And hopefully it will be just as good once it is in full mode. So thank you guys for chiming in with all your input. Thank you to Pete. He's not watching anymore. uh, But we want to thank him for... uh, coming in and uh, chatting to everyone for a little while. And, uh, of course, thank you to everyone out there who just put up with us for the last 75 minutes. I know it was a struggle at times, um, but like all good things, if you have to struggle to get through it, chances are you will be rewarded highly Mm. in the end. Um, no reward coming from this one, of course. I uh, you're about just to say a little you're taking everyone <laughs> out
3: to the chocolate. Yeah,
0: yeah the n- n- room. no, not that, not quite that much. Uh, just a little bit of like personal reward. Like I made it. I Tops made it are coming off. Um, but other than that, <laughs> other than that thank so you if guys. you're listening. Sorry. Thank you guys so much. And, of course, if you want any uh, any information on this show as well as the other shows on the Dis Unplugged podcast network, head out to disunplugged.com. That is the home of our show notes page where you will find links and more information on the Disney World show uh, the Disneyland show, uh, the, the, um, the Diz Pop, that, you that one, that one, that show, I always forget about it. And, and so, so much more of course. And, uh, if you are interested in any Diz Unplugged or Diz merchandise, also, uh, make sure you head over to Dis Unplugged or find us on Facebook or any of our other social media channels to find out more on how to get, uh, how to get merchandise, t-shirts and such. Mm. I just mm-hmm. realized that I, I told Corey. You, i would put a links in the show notes for the disney world episode and oliver and i forgot to do that whenever we were Ooh. doing the show notes so we'll have to go back and make sure that that link is in all of our show notes page um and then as i said follow us on facebook we're at the Diz universal on twitter we are just Diz universal and uh you can always email us at uopodcast at dis you know where we are if you don't know at this point then uh you're probably a first-time listener and I shouldn't insult your intelligence like I just did. So thank you. Thank you so much again. Thank you to you guys. And we will be back next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. So thank you so much and uh, get your sweet tooth ready and we'll do resolutions next week. Thanks, guys.